Hey, welcome to the first episode of the Bluefin Podcast. My name is David, and I am the Digital Promotions Manager at Bluefin Bandai, and I'm joined by... I'm also David, uh, the Assistant Brand Manager uh, for the Molokit products. And I'm Ken Pham. I am one of the account executives over here. All right, well, first order of business is one of the Davids is going to have to change their names so <laughs> the podcast can work. They can be only one. So we're going <laughs> to duke it out on social media. Uh, so for our first episode, I thought we'd uh, talk about Gundam NT. Or did you have something else you want to start with first? No, NT. All right. Yeah. So you guys got to see, the, you guys got to go to the special event where they had the premiere for Gundam NT. Yep. I unfortunately didn't. I'm seeing it tomorrow as of this recording. So what was your guys' origi- initial impressions of the film? Uh, it was it was, pr- it was pretty cool. One, just seeing Gundam on the big screen for the first time was awesome. Like I, I've been to other screenings, but I've never been to like an actual mainstream movie theater and seen it there. Like I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because it was, it was pretty crazy to see just the whole theater itself full of just Gundam fans from there. Uh, usually only to see that just online talks here or there, but just to be able to see so many people in person, yeah, it's, it's a whole different story right there. Yeah. And w- one of the things I like, though, is that they they try their best to catch you up if you either haven't seen Gundam in a while or if this is, like, your first big exposure. It's not, like, super heavy class <laughs> on Gundam, but they do go over a little bit of just so you know where you are in the timeline. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, we're going to keep it spoiler-free here. Um, so what do you recommend people brush up on before they see this? Anything or go to a YouTube video or anything, any specific series? So my first suggestion would be, uh, you know, for the last few years, uh, every year they put out a new episode for uh, Gundam Unicorn as an OVA. Uh, I believe there were seven episodes in total. Or, uh, or you can watch the, the, the TV version, which was the same stuff cut up into smaller bites. I would suggest at least watching Unicorn. Yeah, especially the running into just uh, NT itself, it's definitely a good starting point uh, just to get right into the, the gist of things from there. Nice. Now you mentioned the fan experience of how awesome it was to see Gundam in front of a bunch of Gundam fans. Um, is there anything you can kind of equate that to? Like, I mean, you obviously seen Star Wars and the big screen and Harry Potter and all these other huge franchises. How does Gundam on the big screen compare to those other franchises since this is kind of a unique experience? Considering that you've got like a bunch of you know people that are probably like in their fifties that were in the theater, all the way ranging down to even their teens, filling up the whole theater from there. So it's just been a long-lasting generation series just for people to just get into from there. Uh, I think more like along the lines of some like Star Wars from there. Yeah, it's similar. Like uh, for me, I got into Gundam and Star Wars around the same age, so it was like the same. It was a similar feeling for me. You know, like when I when I saw you know. Episodes one, two, and three, which you know, the the quality being aside, you mean the best ones, of course, obviously. But the feeling I had when I was a kid watching those in the theaters is it was the same feeling I had when I was watching Gundam, except this one had bigger robots. So <laughs> bigger robots, like even flashier, even flashier. There's a, there was some there was some pretty interesting stuff here that um, I think is going to impact Gundam for a while. <laughs> Very nice. I'm oh, sorry. Oh yeah, that as well as. Uh, the background music on that is ridiculous. The music was good. Um, the feels were there. Uh, it was like, you know, most giant robot things, it could be kind of just like, yeah, I'm on a giant robot fighting. But the one thing I like about Gundam is that it is not like that. You know, um, you know, in the opening, which 
By the way, the first 23 minutes are available for free on Gundam Info uh, on YouTube, so you can check it out. But, you know, they open up with the colony drop that starts the entire one-year war off, which is the, you know, the, the thrust of the UC uh, century. And the way they did it in this movie was... It, in the original series, they just kind of say it and they show it. it's not that great, but this this time they really show the impact it had. So, and and you get that same feel going through the entire movie, the the actual impact of war. Now, you guys are clearly have seen a lot of Gundam episodes and stuff like that. So, so for you, Ken, Ken, is the series still able to surprise you? Was there things in this? Obviously, we're spoiler free, but um, was there things in this that surprised you that you know you didn't see that coming or is? At this point, are you kind of immune to uh, new <laughs> new stuff in Gundam? I think for me, with my Gundam exposure from there, is that I was more or less expecting what what to see from there. Uh, I don't know. I think just with having been exposed to Gundam so long that it's kind of hard to tell what new thing could pop up that would kind of throw me off from there. Uh, yeah, for me, there, and I I won't say it because it's spoilers, but there's an aspect of what's been shown starting from like Zeta and onwards that was always talked about you always saw the end results of but you never saw how the sausage was made so to speak and there they go into how a certain thing is done in in, in this universe and it is it is terrifying <laughs> so I, I, I like that they they, they shown a light on this and you know in in the the grand scheme of Gundam this incident for NT is very small, but I love the, the the detail that they actually go into for it, you know. So it surprised me because you can definitely feel the weight of this the whole scenario from there. I mean, like you mentioned, it's it's a small aspect from there, but you can definitely feel what the impact can be uh, during that whole film from that. Right. Nice, and I I mean we'll get into a big spoiler review for our next episode after everyone's had a chance to see the film. Was there anything else from the movie you wanted to add before we kind of moved on to Gundam in general? Yes. In the first 20 minutes, the greatest mobile suit of all time, the Gustav Carl, makes its appearance. And it, 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 did, it did pretty good, okay? I know everyone over here gives me heat because it got destroyed, but let's not forget. Hashtag Gustav Carl. Two Jagans got toasted, all right? And one-on-one, -on -one, one got stepped on, all right? And my Gustav Carl, it took three people to take him down, so give him credit. <laughs> Do you give him credit, Ken? Uh, yeah, how many suits does it take to take down a Gustav Carl? <laughs> three. <laughs> it takes three. <laughs> but it's definitely a, definitely a nice nice callback to seeing uh, earlier suits at least give a an updated take from here. Yeah. Where in the pantheon of the Gundam timeline does this film take place? So, in the original timeline, which is the Universal Century, this takes place. I think it's about a year after Gundam Unicorn. Uh, and Unicorn takes place a few years after Shars Counterattack, which is like a huge deal <laughs> for Gundam fans. Like that movie was just fantastic. You know, that's where the new Gundam comes from, the Sazabi. Um, so this is this is this is this is about I think I think about maybe what six seven years after the Counterattack. Roughly, because this is yeah. uh, this is UC ninety six right yeah. ninety seven from here. Because so. you and you still see some. Some effects of what happened in Counterattack in NT, so it's it's not too far removed. So if you've seen Counterattack or Unicorn, like it's going to be in a good spot for you. And it, this is before things like Victory, F91. You know, this is 
this is a, a, a long ways before those kind of things. So because it does have a nice callback to uh, earlier series from there. Now, if for someone who hasn't seen any episodes of Gundam, could they go into this and enjoy it? Like, could someone who is in love with Gundam take their kids to see it? Is it is it friendly for families or is it is it is it adults? I would say teenagers and up. Um, you know, like in Gundam, there's not really too much bad language, but that's not what I would prohibit kids to see. You know, like like I said earlier with the colony drop, it does go into detail the effects of war. And, you know, there are things that, like, I got into Gundam when I was, like, when I was seven. I'm glad what I saw in NT was not in the original when I was seven. <laughs> so I would suggest teens and up for this. All right. Yeah. And what about, uh, what about Ken? Would you say that noobs, total noobs, could see it? Or is there something, should we brush up before we see it? You should, you should at least read up a little bit on the lore from there. But I want to say you don't have to go super heavy just to try to catch up in the, mean, in yeah. the meantime from there. But, uh, yeah. For for newcomers, it's it's definitely a nice entry just to be able to see it from there. Yeah, and now being a, a film that's being projected on the big screen, how does the animation compare to like the animation you would get from the TV series? You know, a lot of times with animated properties, what we get on TV versus what we get on the big screen is usually mm -hmm. a pretty big jump. Is the is there a similar jump or is Gundam just always beautiful? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of always beautiful. I mean, you can't improve that much on perfection. No, um, the cool thing is, so it, this is a uh, this movie is done in the same style as the Unicorn OVAs were, and uh, the OVAs were released. It was like an hour a year. It was like it was like just in spurts. So it benefits from not having to be a weekly series where they were actually able to put a lot of time and effort into it. But the animation was super clean. Um, I was able to see my Gustav Carl get killed in fantastic detail. <laughs> you know, um, but no, it it looks great and. Gundam has a standard level of quality about it, you know, especially the OVAs. Yeah, I wouldn't say you would try to compare this with the original Gundam series. No, <laughs> no, that is 1979. <laughs> Lots yeah. changed in 40 years. Yeah. Lots changed from there, but yeah, like like you mentioned, the, the visuals are really nice from there. Uh, it's you, you can see the combat from there. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say you're having difficulty trying to be able to see what exactly is going on. Uh, there's enough for you to see to be able to kind of digest everything without having to freak out. Right. Well, now let's move on. You know, everyone at Bluefin is obviously a huge Gundam fan. Um, I am, I guess, the exception. I am new to the <laughs> franchise. I've seen very little, um, which is going to change relatively soon. But you guys are obviously veterans of the Gundam universe. So, so Ken, what is your exposure to Gundam, you know, as far as how long you've been watching? You know, how big a, how big a portion of your life is Gundam? It was actually one of the earlier series that my uncle got me into way, way back. Uh so it all started off with Gundam Wing, obviously, since it was a super big deal out here in the West from there. So always was in a rush to, you know, get home from school, hit up Toonami from there and catch an episode of Gundam Wing from there. But then eventually after that, uh, my uncle actually had some old anime magazines and I noticed that G Gundam popped up in there. And <laughs> as hilarious of a series that is, uh, it was very hilarious portrayals of uh, <laughs> each each country. each country, each nation from there. But it was definitely a, a definitely a different take, but it helped me kind of get exposed to what else is out there besides just, all right, it's all serious. You know, there's, you know, everyone can have a bit of fun with that. Uh, kind of grew up with just watching G Gundam into 8th MS Team, uh, and then just slowly kind of just branching out from that. But Do you have a, a favorite series from Gundam? G Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> Considering that uh, 
before uh, it was it was in the time where I was also doing martial arts as well. So being able to kind of have that relation with that uh, made a whole lot of sense and helped it uh, click with me. And do you have a favorite Gundam? Like we know uh, we know Dave's. No, no I my favorite mobile suit. My favorite oh, okay. Gundam is different. <laughs> uh, going right back to bias of uh, of G Gundam from there, it would be you know Burning Gundam or God Gundam, if you want to call that from uh, from Japan from there. Uh, that would probably like be my my top from that. All right. So now, David, why don't you tell us about your experience with Gundam? You know, um, maybe what your favorite Gundam is, what your favorite series is. Okay. Uh, so I got into Gundam when I was like seven or eight. Uh, I got in through, you know, Gundam Wing. Uh, that's kind of how we all got into it. Uh, and, you know, I watched the whole thing. I, you know, watched Endless Waltz. And then like, at some point, like, I found out that there was more Gundam out there. And for me, that was my first, like, connected universe kind of thing. You know, like a Marvel has, like, the continuing story. It was the first time, you know, I'd, I'd watched the original series. Then I watched Zeta. And I'm like, I know that character. It's from something else. Not as an eight-year-old. That was mind blowing. Like what? It's a, another show, you know. So I got, I went from there, and I just consumed all of it. Like by the time I was, I was thirteen, I had caught up on everything that was out at that time. <laughs> you know, uh, started ordering things online that what I could, going to swap meets, finding things, and I just, I was, I was all into it. Um, my favorite Gundam series of all time is actually the Eighth MS Team. Uh, which is also what I would recommend to people who are trying to get into Gundam. It's a good starting point. There's no new type magic or, <laughs> or anything. It's just warfare. Uh, but my favorite Gundam is the Double Zeta. Here's why. It has missiles. It has giant beam sabers. It has a double beam cannon. And it has a high mega cannon in its face. Transforms. It's got multiple modes. And it is the longest surviving main character Gundam in the UC century. It survived way past its own series. So, it's, I mean. Because it has everything. It has, it's I like mean, the Swiss really, Army knife. I mean, it really has everything. You really can't beat it. Yeah, but it's not powered by love and friendship like the Burning Gundam. Does it need that? It has a cannon. Would it be better <laughs> if it also had love and friendship? It, like, <laughs> like a double power source or something like that. Um, that's awesome. Now, obviously, we work at Bluefin, you know, which is the uh, distributor for you know the Gundam models and stuff yeah. like that. Um, you guys are both big builders, right? Yes. You wanna maybe uh, give us some some of your backstory as far as you know the toys, you know, model kits, you know, Gundam, and maybe anything outside of Gundam. As I think as as cringy as it is, way back you start off with what nail clippers and scissors. Well, okay, <laughs> and and this stays between me, you, and the internet. Um. When I first started, my first model kit I built, I was, I think, seven and a half-ish. It was the G-Unit Geminos 01. It's, I, I, I bought another one to try and correct this mistake, but I, as, a, as a child, I was a little bit of a savage, and I punched the things out with my bare hands, <laughs> I, which is a mortal sin, I know, but in my defense, I was seven. <laughs> I, also, I also did that with the old uh, 1 100th. No grade uh, endless waltz kits. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the, the the red box ones, right? The red box ones. Yeah. Oh, that 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 was those prehistoric days of Gunflow. <laughs> I think it was also really historic. Back when it was airing uh, on TV, from that you end up seeing the commercials. With the, oh, yeah. Yeah, remember, yeah. Remember those commercials where uh, level three, level ten hours a night. <laughs> how, how? Which is funny because one of the guys who works here, uh, I won't name him. I don't know if he wants to be named. But he worked at, at, uh, at Bandai at the time. He's actually the, the guy b behind those commercials. So, like, when I met him, I, I was like, 
I, I had to shake your hand. You were a big part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, I think over back at my uh, my parents' place, I think I still have two of those pins that I actually turned in the. You actually did that? I actually did that. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so you want to explain what the the pin program was? If I could vaguely remember it, so as as cheesy as how the commercials were, you you recorded at least you marked down, you know, what kind of kit that you built and how long it took you from there, and so the pins that you ended receiving were based upon that particular grading system from that. So I think I, at the time I had a level three and a level five from there, but that's such a long time ago. That <laughs> I think that was like roughly about what sixth grade when I, when I did oh. those, it was a long time ago. Gundam has come a long way, a, a very, <laughs> very long way from that. Now, what um, if you had to guess, Ken? How many models do you think you've put together since your inception of Gundam? Oh gosh, more than two. Uh, definitely more than eight. Do you have them displayed and wonderful in a case or something, or are they all boxes? Uh, no, because within because this pretty much lasted from yeah, essentially from sixth grade onto now. So some kids actually didn't make the move whenever I went from uh, where I originally lived to one city to another city from that. Uh, so I think right now is just trying to rebuild. Uh-uh. No pun intended, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no pun absolutely intended. <laughs> All puns. <laughs> yeah, so I say I think uh, I think one of the earlier kits that I think I should still have back at my parents' place was the. Uh, Remember the uh, Strike Freedom Lighting Edition? Yeah, yeah that that was a <laughs> that was uh, a monstrosity yeah. way back. I remember that was one of the early kits back uh, back in high school that I should still have back at my parents' place from there. But yeah, it was definitely a lot of kits, including yeah, we're counting SDs, HGs, uh, and and some H uh, MGs from there. So nice. What about you, Dave? How many um, uh, kits you put together? You think if you had to guess? If I had to guess, I'd say in the four to five hundred range. Um, and Ken, I think you might be closer to that too, because we actually build for work. So I wasn't yes, counting that. So I yes, everybody that. who sees us at conventions, all the samples you see in the cases, when you go to Barnes and Noble, we don't pose them, but we did build them. Don't blame the posing on us, but we build a lot for work. Um, so I think I'm I'm in about the four to five hundred range right now, actually, and at least a hundred of those has been the last year here at Bluefin. Now that I look back, that's. Now that I think yeah. about it, it's a lot. Like we we had one day where we came in and they they brought up a box of the high grade barber toast and they're like, so we need all these built by the end of the day. So we just <laughs> remember that we just had to keep we, going and building and building and we just power built from there. Yeah, <laughs> to where it wasn't even fun anymore. It was like that old cartoon where D- Donald Duck catches <laughs> Huey, Dewey, and Louie with the cigar and makes them smoke them all. He just gave you all these models to build these monkeys. But see, but when it gets to the point where you're like, oh man, this is boring, then you realize I'm clocked in. Building Gunpla. Yeah, this is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> but I think at that point, I think with that particular experience, I think we got so good we ended up building them without the instructions. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we don't We don't need the manual for most things. Like, I could, I could build the Re-100, uh, or sorry, the uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans, uh, Full Mechanics, whatever, the, the Greys. I can build the Greys and the Greys Custom in my sleep now because <laughs> I've built it so many times. <laughs> you know, you build by feel. I like Neo in the Matrix. I can shake the box and it comes out fully built. <laughs> what is this built by you? Yes. <laughs> uh, now, um, so how long have you guys been with Bluefin, Ken? 
Uh, right now, it would just actually be a little over two years from there. And uh, for me, I'll be, I'll be going on two years this June. So Nice. Got about six days. Six hey. Six days, you know. Now, outside of Gundam, is there anything else you, you collect or build or you're passionate about, Dave? Well, I, I've been trying to expand because uh, I've, been, I've been told here at work that there are things other than Gundam. So that was news to me. Um, <laughs> but, no, I've been trying to get into, like, the figure I standard line, uh, which is really cool. It's a – because, like, I like – I like the figure aspect of them, but because it's a model kit, I can you know customize it, cut and sand and modify and do whatever I want. Like I, I have a Broly that I turned into a, a version of Doomfist that I thought was pretty cool, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, I've been getting more and more into the figures, and that's mainly because Ken here, he's like a genius with like posing figures and stuff. So after I see him do stuff, I'm like, okay, let me try this figure thing. <laughs> now on a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate that I have called you Dave like the last like four times? Uh, it doesn't really bother me because. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have to tear up, you know, have our, our names be different somehow, so if Dave works, it's fine. All right, Dave and David <laughs> instead of David and some other bad word. <laughs> what about you, Ken? Is there anything – are you passionate about anything else it, it, <laughs> or several other things? It's several other things, too, if you want to put it that way. So not only was it model kits, but I'm more, more into the, the action figure aspect from there. Uh, but I do kind of experiment with other model kit lines from there. Uh, another one of the big ones that I'd like to keep moving forward with is the uh, Ultraman model kits from uh, Figure Eyes Standard from there. Uh, I think with pretty much what you're getting out of that, you know, get yourself a stand. They even give you the LED unit for that too, so I think that's a more bang for your buck from that. Uh, but uh, definitely a big, uh, you know, from that genre, the tokusatsu side. So a lot of Comrider, uh, Mass Rider. Uh, Power Rangers Super Sentai from there, which kind of just branches out into uh, my whole action figure collection from there. Uh, I guess at that point, depending on what it is, just a lot of other series that whatever I feel uh, kind of appeals to me from there, I'll pretty much try to uh, dabble into it. Very nice. And I collect Admiral Akbar stuff. My <laughs> you guys didn't see my lunchbox today. My lunchbox actually has Admiral Akbar on it. Uh, and then I collect uh, Vintage Return of the Jedi figures. Okay. Um, I'm trying to recreate the collection I wanted to have as a kid but never did. So uh, I collect 77 back Return of the Jedi cards. So. Have you tried the, uh, the Star Wars model kits? Not yet. Oh, okay. oh, I take that back. Yeah, I did. I put together the, uh, the small little Death Star 2 and the Star Destroyer. Oh. And I was very excited that I was able to do it. I didn't have to pry anything off. Like that was, my, I couldn't have been more meticulous with these like nine-piece model kits because <laughs> they, the, they were the most basic ones. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, all right, looking at the picture, looking at my my hand, looking at my model. Like, okay, I think this is it. Because let's see, because from with that, I mean, they it branches out not only with like what the the Death Star. We've got a bunch of X wings, A wings. Uh, there's several Falcons. Um, my favorite part of that whole line though is the the one twelve characters, um, because I mean. It's a figure. They're posable. Um, they're all really uh, compatible too. Like um, you know, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen on my desk. I have I have four custom stormtroopers that I did that are, that are orange and black, and I actually was able to put the Naruto figure I standard head on top of them. So they're shadow clone troopers. I thought that was brilliant. I think it's hilarious, and I will hear nothing to the contrary. <laughs> Blasphemy. Blasphemy. <laughs> but the cool thing is, like, all the figure I standard, like, a lot of them are really compatible, so you can do a lot of cool stuff, you know, with them, so. But, yeah, that, I mean, that is the fun thing with that, because, I mean, obviously there's action figures of, you know, Troopers, Naruto, and stuff like that, but you can't do that as easily as just the mall kit versions from there. 
Yeah. Just they're a little bit more forgiving. Yeah. In that, in so if you're feeling naughty, you can take a first order stormtrooper head and put on an original trilogy stormtrooper body and be like, you, you could trigger the entire internet. It just <laughs> explodes. <laughs> like that's not how it's supposed to go. Uh, episode one is uh, shut down right now, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just torpedoes the entire fandom. Like yeah, Star exactly. Wars Twitter just closes. Lucasfilm oh, no. just turns we, off the lights. We hate these guys. <laughs> it's like, can that be put on a resume? You shut down the internet like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's something to brag about. Yeah, if yeah. you can kill the internet and you know, <laughs> do its internet. Yeah, you were, you were infinite. <laughs> many. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get into the uh, the one twelfth line. I've already looked at it and already tried to budget it out and be like. Oh, just don't don't budget it. Just 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 give the, just give your credit card <laughs> and order away. Just give in. <laughs> just give in. Give in. Oh, one, Let one, the money <laughs> flow through. What you. Was it one, one hobby? That's a uh, rookie numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to pump those up. Those rookie <laughs> numbers. <laughs> you know. Because was it the because uh, you got the one twelfth line uh-huh. and then the one six right, which is, is the, the stormtrooper and then the shadow trooper. Yeah. Um, which are which are really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I thought they weren't gonna be that great until I held one. And I was like, oh, man, no, I need an entire line of 1.6. <laughs> yeah, I'm more, I'm, I'm more 112. I'm more a 6-inch kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Take that as you will. But uh, uh, I, I I saw the, the, the Shadow Trooper at your desk, and it was pretty amazing. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. It's yeah. pretty cool. Considering you have you, – you pretty much have a high-quality figure from there for probably, what, half the price of an actual, actual – a collectible action figure from there. Right. And, then of course, you know, you have the centerpiece of the collection, which is the Kiji Falcon. Which is, that's a whole, that's a whole other level. That is a Costco <laughs> pizza right there. It basically, is. <laughs> that thing is. That, that that's ridiculous. the size of a Costco pizza. Yeah, and it's like you know, there are some kits that I'm willing to build and not display, like put them back in a box for the collection. But if I'm going to buy a Falcon, I need to have that displayed somewhere. It, it's the most accurate rendition of the Falcon ever done for model kits, and it, oh, it's so nice. The LEDs, it's oh. It's a thing of beauty. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I've, I've, I've already prepped my wife that I was going to get that Star Destroyer. I'm going to... Oh, yeah. Like, I got, like, I got to get it, babe. Mm. I'm an Imperial guy. And she's like, no. And I'm like, it's all right. I'm not getting it. She'll come home like, hey, look at what I got. It's like, it's, where's our kitchen table? Yeah. <laughs> I found this in the street. Yeah. Fully built. Exactly. With the receipt. Ign- ignore the credit card charge. <laughs> Catch. Uh, now I see you guys have some some notes, mm-hmm. and you guys are much more professional than I am. So, uh, anything on your notes we didn't get to, Dave? Um. Well, we just want to talk a little bit about like you know like how to get into Gundam just in general because I know a lot of people are uh, intimidated by the fact that it's got forty years of history. Um, so it's good to know that within those forty years, there's different series that appeals to different right. audiences from there. Right. There's a little something for everybody. So like, if you're more into like, you know fun series if you like like tournament arcs which a lot of anime fans love tournaments they love you know seeing that kind of stuff oh man shonen anime <laughs> yeah basically if you want a, a shonen anime you know you have like the build fighter series um build fighter season one is still my favorite um you know followed by try and then that's where that ends but <laughs> uh, excuse me uh divers with uh, ayame best girl that's true i'm looking forward to that ayame figure i stand it though because i want to make her into a, a naruto variant it's gonna be hilarious and considering that you can probably have her displayed with the both her SDs, actually. I still gotta get that last her, one. Her SDs and, and her petite bear guy. That is true. Yeah, that is out. But uh, so you know, we so you, you have that if you're into the shonen stuff. Um, if you like just like high, like, kind of hardcore war, I would say you would start with uh, Eighth MS Team, uh, which takes place at the exact same time as the original Gundam series. Um, if you like romance, drama, tragedy, never being happy. You can go with uh, War in the Pocket, 0080. 
Um, you know, if you like to cry, that's it's there for you. If you like super robots fighting that makes no sense whatsoever, you have G Gundam, which is fantastic at that. Uh, nothing, nothing explains power than just yelling your attack name. It's true. <laughs> it, it does become ten percent more powerful, at least. <laughs> no, you gotta go go through your daily lives with uh, you know just yelling whatever you do. Right. I'm CCing <laughs> on an email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have been CCed. You no, know, but you know, so little text bar on the bottom is like <laughs> Ken has been CC. Exactly, um, but yeah, you know, if, if you like like high tech um, stuff, you know, there's uh, Gundam Double O, which you know goes into like quantizing and teleportation and all kinds of madness. Well, considering that you know with its anniversary from there as well, right? And then of course, um, there's Turn A Gundam, which uh, is unique. It's got a mustache instead of a V fin. Uh, I think at one point there is a cow. In the Turn A Gundam, because reasons. Um, no, they even advertise it in the, the yes, Master Grade. Yes, the Master Grade does come with the cow. It does come with the cow. Because um, reasons. But the cool thing is, and I don't want to spoil this if you haven't got into Gundam, but there's a thing that you learn about in Turn A, which makes you re- rethink how you see all Gundam. Which I like for me, that was the most important part of that series, and it's around I think episode forty-five ish where they they discover it. So. Find it out for yourself. But Episode cool. 45, 26 minutes in. Yeah, you know, hey. Just, just no pressure. That. No pressure. <laughs> now, so we watch the anime. We fall in love with the character. Where can we get the model kits that we want to build at Bluefin? A lot of your hobby stores from there. Uh, you know, obviously with uh, some of them dealing with their local distributors from there. But the best best bet for uh, a lot of you guys is to be just to check out your local hobby shop. And then if for any reason that they you know don't have it, you know, you can always reach out to us from there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can reach us on all the social medias at Bluefin Brands. Sorry, Bluefin Brands. That's yeah. on, we got what Twitter. We got the, we got the Instagram there. We got uh, we got the Facebook. So uh, yeah, you can always hit us up there. So what else you got on your list, Ken? I can tell you have a lot. It's it's more of the uh, the list of suits that you end up seeing from the movie from there. NNT, yeah. I mean, this is you know, granted with all the politics, fighting, and all that. I mean, it's a toy commercial, but it's a toy commercial with meaning. So but it's the prettiest toy commercial ever. That's also true. Very pretty. I mean, to be honest, like I, <laughs> I, I wasn't really a big fan of like just the Fenix, just because I was so used to the unicorn and the banshee. But right. seeing it in motion, in action yeah. from there, no, it was totally different. Like that's honestly with like the whole visuals from there that helped sell the fact that like yeah, okay, let's let's you know hurt my wallet even more <laughs> at yeah. that point. But uh. Yeah, no, I think with like the good aspect from that was, you know, obviously with the the Fenix, both, what, or not both, we got the cross silhouette MG, correct, the high grade, the regular and the gold plating version. Plating. And I believe there's a clear version too. You know it. You know there's gonna be a clear version. It's the Fenix. See, my, my wallet can only hold so much. You can dig there's, there's still more. I yeah. mean, there's so many hours in the day. You could get a second job. You could deliver pizzas. I can you know, tell people, look, you don't need to sleep. That's that's overrated. Yeah, more time for Gunpla. <laughs> Sleeping your dead, right? Exactly. Um, you know the Justa made an appearance. Uh, I love the Justa. Um, it got some new equipment in this uh, in this movie, which was pretty cool. Um, Jagan got literally stepped on. That happened. It's sad. <laughs> uh, Nemo. The Nemo, I think, was there. He put in an appearance. Whatever, it doesn't matter. No, <laughs> but the fact that it was there. Yeah, the Sananju though. The Sananju though was dope. That was, Stein. That was yeah, the Stein. Stein, Stein was dope. Um, I love seeing the Neo Z all make a comeback. Um, you know, and of course the narrative Gundam is, it's the title. <laughs> well, who's this guy, and 
you can't see, but uh, Ken was afraid of the two Davids, and so he needed someone on his side. So he brought in a, he brought in a little mini Gundam guy. So I actually brought in the uh, the cross silhouette uh, Fenix, actually. Uh, and then if you were at the premiere in your little goodie bags, you actually end up getting a, uh, a Fenix from there. I don't know if anybody else got anything different from that, uh, but that was in there. Uh, I'd say it was like a super quick build yeah. from that. It looked like it would be cool. My nephew took it. He's like, oh, this is cool. Thank you. And he just walked off. And I'm like, all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of our one of our other team members actually mentioned that his, his kids were actually building it. He got home from work mm-hmm. and was actually surprised that they mentioned that they finished it. Mm-hmm. So it's with the whole cross silhouette uh, lineup from there, it's definitely a nice entry point for just kids to even start oh, off yeah. with. It, like for me, cross silhouette, it, it made the whole line of SDs relevant to me. Because I like posing my kids, and SDs aren't really known for being posable, but this adds an inner frame to them. And the cool thing is, a lot of the parts from older SDs are also compatible with this. So if you want to do a custom, you know, Fenix SD cross silhouette, you can. Yeah. So I mean, like, I guess in the meantime, I I only have the stubby SD frame for mine. Uh, I think eventually I need to find the uh, the the taller frame just so that way I can get. I have it. so many frames. I'm gonna borrow one. I bought a whole case when they came out. Well, that's the thing. So I only. Oh, you, you have the gray ones? Yes. Okay, I need. One. I bought. A, yeah, that's, all okay. right. I got you. All right. I need. I need a. I need a gray one because I only have the, the the white ones. The white ones yeah. at home. So, yeah, we need that. <laughs> you could also paint. You know, airbrush. We sell that too. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that sounds hard. It's not hard. Like it, it's. It just takes time. That's one thing I like about Gunpla is that nothing here is unobtainable if you if you're willing to put the time in. Um, you just have to be willing to, you know, cut, sand, prime, put up on sticks, go over it with your airbrush. It's like going to the gym. You get what you get out of it, what you put in. Yeah. So I, I get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's uh, you should paint. It's good. Don't be afraid of it. Give in. Give in to the paint side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's doing it. I mean, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Everyone else is well, doing it. You know, we have um something called the Gundam Marker Airbrush, uh, which is really cool. It's from GSI. It uses Gundam markers instead of paint. There's no cleanup. You don't need primer. You don't need thinner. It's really friendly. You know, you can paint indoors with it if you want. Because some people don't really do airbrushing because they don't really have the right setup or, you know, ventilation. But you know, for newbies, you know, for you, gonna marker airbrush <laughs> would be good. You know, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take a picture when I get home. Uh-huh. I actually took one of my haros and decked it out like a pokeball. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, bring that, dude. <laughs> Put it on that, Facebook or something. Have that, <laughs> have that sitting on my desk because I need to you know, actually take a picture of it. And I smudged the back of it, so I'm just going to take a picture of the mm. front from there. <laughs> Judgment. I'll have to post that up on the social media. Yeah. Enter that in the GBWC. And uh, uh, shame. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Disqualified. Yes. Well, anything else, guys? Um, just that N2 was great. That if you're a Gundam fan, you're going to love it. If you're new to it, you will still love it. There's enough in the beginning that you won't be totally lost. Yeah, and it's going to be in the theaters for the rest of this week, and it, it ends on what's the last? Do you know what the last day is? I think, I think, I think Saturday's the last day. Something like that. Which is like the twenty yeah. something. It's a limited time event. Definitely. 20, I think Saturday's the twenty second. I think or twenty third. Twenty third. Yeah, like definitely go to Fathom Events, check it out, get your ticket. Uh, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So. And the next week we'll have we'll have a, a completely spoiler. Riffic review where the, we'll just dissect everything and talk about it, and I'll ask probably a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> hey, that's, that's how we learn. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then also in the meantime, while you are checking out the movie, make sure you stick around after the credits for a, uh, a sneak peek 
for uh, another project yes. from there. Um, so that means no large sodas when you go to the movies. No. No, I made that mistake when, when, once the premiere. I had to, like, the moment the credits start, I had to, like, sprint to the bathroom to get back in time. And I'm, like, right as I sat down, the preview played. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but, yeah, make sure, you, make sure you stick around for that because it's uh, definitely a long-waiting thing that we've actually yeah, been. Yeah, we, we've been asking for this series for a long time. And, of course, the best part of the series, Ken, you know. Michelle. No, is that in this new series coming out, there is an even better version of the Gustav Carl. So, you know, that's the best part. But Michelle, she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that for the spoiler review, <laughs> <laughs> which should come next week. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, thanks for joining us, guys. And uh, the three of us should be back next week, uh, yep. maybe with a couple extra guests of people who saw the movie. And uh, yeah, so make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Twitch, everything at uh, at Bluefin Brands. And uh, until next time, we'll uh, talk to you later. See you guys. Thanks.